Welcome to the Boomer Bar, the podcast where we talk about boomer stories from the San Mateo County Bar Association. I'm your host, Deborah Kemper, and today we are talking to Felicia A. Smith. This is a special edition of the Boomer Bar, and Felicia will discuss what does woke mean. So let's listen in. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, San Mateo County Bar Association for this amazing opportunity to speak to you all. I want to start off by just um, saying for fun, if you are interested, just go into YouTube and type in the word woke and just scroll down. We have a woke mayor. We got Disney, of course. Everything is woke. We got, of course, the transgender. What What is woke? Um we got the SNL skit that I'll show you a bit later. Everything, Disney, again, it's the go woke, go broke. So these are just some of the things, anti-woke gamer rage. Um, and again, 332,000 views. The What is Woke by the Critical Drinker has 595,000 views. So I just think that's a fun activity if you are interested. But I also wanted to start off by it's showing this two-minute clip from MSNBC. So the word is woke, but what do conservatives think it means? Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times. And I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re- to- totally reimagine and re- re- redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Hard to define. Redo society. Something about oppression. Bethany Mandel is a conservative commentator and an author who has studied wokeism and written, in her estimation, entire chapters on it. And yeah, sure, it is tricky. So far, the only person to define what woke actually is is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Late last year, his staffers were asked to define woke in court. His communications director defined woke as a slang term for activism, progressive activism. His general counsel added that woke is the belief that there are systemic injustices in American society and the need to address them. Which sounds right, maybe even sort of sensible. Maybe that's why the anti-woke movement has such a hard time with it. Sometimes it's what you don't say that speaks volumes. Okay, so now I would like to start my... Presentation. So uh, Deborah mentioned my No Justice, No Peace banner. This is a picture of it. Um, This is our green library at Stanford. And so that's the banner that's currently hanging outside of our uh, green library. And that is the video I just showed. But again, the definition of vote changes depending on who you ask. The term has been recently co-opted by conservatives as an insult against progressive values. The term, however, was originally coined by progressives, um, progressive Black Americans who used it in regards to racial justice movements in the early 1900s. And I'm apologizing in advance. My throat has been doing weird things all morning. So um, hopefully I can get through this. There is the No Justice, No Peace banner outside of Grant Library. And um, like I said, the, this is the video we just saw, and the term, term woke changes depending on who you ask, and the use of the word as it spreads seems to have even less clear of a meaning, and de- again, it depends on who you ask, but the term was originate, originally part of Black language, Black, Black Americans 
talking about racial justice back in the early 1900s. And um, in this post, in this tweet, um, Jamel Hill posted her response to someone who said, I can define woke in 15 seconds. It's a flawed ideology of social justice and radical social transformation that blames the woes of minorities on white people, and in particular, white men. It promotes identity politics to demonstrate one's virtue over sound public policy. And Jamil clapped back and said, y'all are so bad at this. Woke has literally never meant this. And no matter how many times Black folks tell you differently, because the word came from us, y'all just going to keep going to go ahead and dig deeper into making your own whiteness the centerpiece. Historically, extremely familiar. And to people on the on the left, to be woke simply means to identify as a social justice advocate who is aware of current political concerns and historical inequities. To people on the right, woke means political correctness taken to the extreme. Some conservatives see wokeness as dangerous liberal indoctrination. Those on the left who identify who self-identify as social justice advocates are referred to pe by people on the right as social justice warriors. Miriam Webster defines woke as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and racial and social justice issues. And it identified it as U.S. slang originating in the African-American English and gained widespread use in 2014 as part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's important, again, to define woke accurately because contradictory definitions are problematic. And um, the, with the resurgence of the word woke, it is linked to the rise of the Black Lives Matter, the BLM movement. Woke became shorthand for a mindset and a worldview that values Black lives. However, meaningful wokeness is very costly and not just about words. People who claim to be woke should be prepared to endure the difficulties that result from taking anti-racist actions. In other words, while many on the right may be disenfranchised or disenchanted with wokeness because they see it as an extreme form of political correctness, many on the left are frustrated because claiming wokeness is often just superficial idealism without any type of dedication to doing the real work to bring about change and systems of oppression. And I often wonder, you know, whenever we talk about woke, you're going to come across the terms diversity, inclusion, and equity. And so I was wondering, do you ever wonder if, if DEI systems are actually woke? And what does that mean? And what do people mean by DEI? And sometimes they interchange diversity and inclusion and equity, and those are actually different terms. And so the easiest way that I can find to differentiate for people what the difference is between diversity, inclusion, and equity is this dance analogy that I found. Diversity is being invited to a dance. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Equity is how much space you get on the dance floor. And belonging is getting to choose the music. And this um, analogy is part of my handouts as well. So in case you have that, people really seem to like that analogy. Um, woke capitalism or woke washing refers to companies and politicians that show public support for progressive causes but fail to actually do any meaningful reform that's the thing you'll hear it come up a lot people and corporations flooded social media with declarations of solidarity with black lives matters and promise to create inclusive business cultures 
but these were mostly performative gestures, creating a public relations veneer of racial awareness and social consciousness without actually solving long-term systemic problems regarding diversity in their own companies, their boardrooms, management, et cetera. Food companies, for example, changed packaging to remove racist burning logos and images such as shown um, these companies here, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, and Mrs. Buttersworth. Some people think that woke is simply a new form of being enlightened. It's the new enlightenment. The metaphor applies to evangelicals who embrace woke Christianity as an awakening to the harm caused by racism and oppressions and to prioritize the fight for social justice. Basically, woke Christianity means they were previously blind or asleep, but now they are seeing, they are awake, they are woke. Uh, to understand... I have to keep moving my my um <laughs> my uh, share screen keeps blocking parts of my screen <laughs> to understand how woke evolved into a political ideology. It's helpful to trace the term throughout time and see what it reveals about our polarized society at that time. In the 20th century, as the Ku Klux Klan reemerged, mob justice and lynchings were very frequent, and segregation and Jim Crow laws were harshly or fatally enforced. Stay woke in the Black community, along with other African-American vernacular English, meant to stay vigilant in a world filled with racist threats against you. In 1923, the Jamaican philosopher and social activist Marcus Garvey called for global Black citizens to become more socially and politically conscious by saying, wake up, Ethiopia, wake up, Africa. This was his plea for Black people all across the world to open their eyes to racial subjugation and get involved in politics. Um, in 1938, Stay Woke was in the protest song called Scott's World Boys by blues musician Lead Belly. The song describes the 1931 injustice suffered by nine Black teenagers in Scottsboro, Arkansas, who were falsely accused of raping two white women on a train. Lead Belly met the Scottsboro Boys and talked about Black people traveling in the segregated South. He said, I advise everybody, be a little careful when they go along through there. Best stay woke. Keep their eyes open. Lead Belly uses stay woke to explicitly warn Black people to be aware of racially motivated threats and dangers in America. And at the end of my presentation, I actually have a clip of that that's showing here, that YouTube clip that I'll play for you. Black novelist William Melvin Kelly published an op-ed in the New York Times called If You Woke, You If You're Woke, You Dig It. His piece implies that to be woke is to be a socially conscious Black American who is actively shifting Black vernacular away from white people who would exploit it or change its meaning. This was the first introduction of the word woke into the mainstream, and it was prophetic because it warned that white Americans are always appropriating Black vernacular. It is like the word predicted its own fate. In 1965, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. at Overland College said, there is nothing more tragic than to sleep through a revolution. The great challenge facing every individual graduating today is to remain awake. In 1972, in Garvey Lives, playwright Barry Beckman said, I've been sleeping all my life, but now that Mr. Garvey woke me up, I'm going to stay, stay woke. In 2008, Erica Badu released a song with lyrics stating, even though you go through struggle and strife to keep a healthy life, I stay woke. After this song released, Black social media users started using the hashtag, I stay woke. In 2012, an unarmed 17-year-old student, Trayvon Martin, was shot and killed. 
as reports and videos about more and more shootings of unarmed black people spread across social media, hashtag stay woke once again became an urgent warning. In 2014, after the police killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, stay woke was once again used as a cautionary watchword for Black Lives Matter activists. The link between stay woke and Ferguson protests entered into the mainstream after a documentary in 2016 titled Stay Woke, the Black Lives Matter Movement. In 2017, Jordan Peele's horror film Get Out is about a black man who must literally stay awake and alert to racism in white suburbia. Peele chose the opening song specifically because of the now stay woke repeated hook that was what this movie was all about, he said. Woke was now in the mainstream as evidenced by the fact that it was included as part of the 2017 Women's March. And in 2018, since it's now in the mainstream, unfortunately it started to become more symbolic and performative. That was the year SNL even did a parody skit about woke jeans. Again, I'll show you that at the end of my presentation. Woke evolved as allies of Black Lives Matter used this term for other issues such as hashtag Me Too. The New York Times stated that diversity, equity, and inclusion executives say that movies and TV shows that overtly showcase diversity have struggled or failed. The takeaway to agents and to studio executives was simple. We tried these woke projects. They just don't work. The executive out um, the Article also goes on to say that if Brad Pitt was in a movie that failed, you it's doubtful that they would say, oh, movies with white men just don't work. So it's interesting how that is interpreted. In 2020, Essence Magazine named its first ever Woke 100, honoring women who are blazing trails for equal rights and inclusion for Black people in America. In 2021, Woke is started, has started being used by conservatives, along with phrases like cancel culture and, of course, critical race theory. In 2020, CNN called wokeness the biggest threat to Democrats in the 2020 election. Um, hashtag fail. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees, aka the Stop Woke Act, empowers citizens to go after woke indoctrination. Stop Woke pro prohibits teachings um, that make students feel responsible for historic wrongs because of their race and it blocks businesses from using diversity practices or training that could also make employees feel guilty for these same reasons. Critics call it a way to whitewash history and diminish the inequities faced by minorities in this country. We must fight the woke in our schools. We must fight the woke in our businesses. We must fight the woke in government agencies, DeSantis argues. We can never surrender to woke ideology. And I'll tell you this, the state of Florida is where woke goes to die. In 2023, Michael Harriet argues that wokeness is anything that is the opposite of whiteness. The war on woke is the most recent incarnation of the culture wars, he said. Anti-wokeness is an attempt for the right to rebrand bigotry as a resistance movement. DeSantis is not the only soldier in this war on woke. Tucker Carlson, um, the former Fox News host, informed his audience that everything from Black Lives Matter to brown M&Ms are purveyors of evil wokeism. Actually, both the green and the brown M&M uh, mascots caused controversy because they both removed their high heels. Conservatives criticized this as being woke, of course, while feminists actually argued that it was just a poor attempt at inclusivity. This enraged Tucker, who lamented that the green M&M was no longer sexy. Did you hear, did you hear what I said? 
uh, yes, a fully grown adult was crying about the fact that actual candy that you eat is no longer sexy. I'll just let that sit there for a minute. Michael Harriet also shared Martin Luther King Jr.'s words from his remaining awake speech, explaining there would be nothing more tragic during this period of social change than to allow our mental and moral attitudes to sleep while this tremendous social change takes place. Contrary to claims of those who profess to know what Martin Luther King would have wanted, Dr. King spoke about being woke more than he talked about dreams or about mountaintops. This speech contradicts conservatives' claims that institutional racism is a myth, and the speech dispels any notion that the U.S. is not a racist country. In 1964, at Oberlin College, Dr. King called racism a national problem and, called, and said that everyone must share in the guilt as individuals and institutions. Michael Harriet explains that by demonizing progress as woke, those with privilege are safeguarding the systems that benefit them. And again, this is a, um, part of that audio is included in this tweet and I um, it's on your handout. But again, I'll play just a clip from it at the end of my presentation. And is anti-wokeness masking anti-blackness? A federal court decision back in February was just one of several rulings that exposed these anti-critical race theories or these anti-woke movements for what they are. An assault on policies that address systemic racism, including the teaching of black history. A Manhattan federal judge dismissed a lawsuit challenging Pfizer's Minority Fellowship Program, which the plaintiffs actually called woke health care, saying that the white plaintiffs had not suffered any harm. There was a case challenging a law that mandated including women and minorities on the Texas State Bar Board of Directors. Texas Governor Greg Abbott warned state agencies that diversity and inclusion programs are racially biased and likely unlawful. Last year, a federal court in Virginia blocked a suit claiming that a county's public school's equity program violated students' constitutional rights. At first glance, challenges to either a state agency training program or a company's fellowship program, bans on teaching about systemic racism might all seem different, but they all relied on the same core legal theory, reverse discrimination against white Americans. Most judges have rejected those claims, but these rulings expose those anti-woke efforts. In recent opinions, both Republican-appointed and Democratic-appointed judges have described legal arguments that white plaintiffs were harmed by pro-diversity initiatives or education about racism as, quote, nonsensical, flatly wrong, disorienting doublespeak, and insulting to Black, LGBTQ, and other historically disadvantaged groups. These legal battles can be traced back to Donald Trump's executive order banning the military and federal grantees from teaching about systemic racism. Let me tell you, that executive order caused a lot of turmoil there at Stanford, um, and it faced multiple lawsuits before President Joe Biden eventually revoked it. A Colorado district judge dismissed the lawsuit by a white corrections officer who claimed he was forced to resign because... He was intimidated by a requirement to do a computer-based anti-bias training that included definitions of terms like white fragility. The court wrote that the officer did not actually allege that he reviewed all of the alleged racist materials. Judge Nina Wang wrote that this allegation was unaccompanied by supporting factual allegations. 
These rulings are in line with other courts that rejected arguments alleging that pro-diversity policies or education on non-white history are unlawful and anti-white discrimination. I would be remiss if I did not point out that this white officer sued under post-reconstruction era statutes in, enacted to protect the rights of formerly enslaved people and marginalized Americans. Mm. Yeah. Have you heard the warning, go woke, go broke? Well, according to the data, not all country companies that go woke actually go broke. In fact, some are more profitable than ever. Go woke, go broke is a rallying cry of grievance peddlers on the right of political right whenever a company promotes progressive values. But despite these anti-woke boycotts, there's ample evidence that major brands like Nike and United Airlines and, and the NFL and Disney all tend to survive anti-woke attacks. Always hostile to corporate affirmative action programs, anti-woke warriors were enraged that the United Airlines planned for half of its incoming pilot trainees to be women and people of color. Once again, Tucker Carlson whined that United execs were ideologues suffering from an incurable brain disease called wokeness. However, United reported profits of $843 million actually beating Wall Street's expectations. The National Football League has endured ongoing tantrums about Colin Kaepernick. There, were more, there was more griping this past February when, for the first time, the Super Bowl added a performance of Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is also known as the Black National Anthem. This led to many angry tweets about what fans called woke ball. I mean, they would just put woke in front of everything. It's just, okay. So um, still, the NFL is worth tens of billions with a B dollars. So threats from these conservatives have had no measurable effect whatsoever. It's almost like being woke won't cause your company to go broke. Disney has been targeted repeatedly for supposed wokeness after redesigning their Splash Mountain theme um, park theme ride to make it less racist. They added LGBTQ characters to films and they cast a black woman as the little mermaid, you know, the fictional mermaid. Okay. Perhaps the biggest blow up came when Disney opposed Florida's so-called don't say gay law. It's the parental rights law. Splash Mountain could never escape its racist origins, even though it was really popular, because it is based on the Disney movie, um, The Song of the South, that portrayed enslaved Black people as thankful for their masters, and it romanticized the Reconstruction era. No matter how much Disney lost in sales as a result of any of this, it was just a drop in a bucket. Their profits for 2022 was $28 billion dollars. And revenue from the theme parks, which are the easiest part of their business to boycott, actually surged. Nike, again, just like Disney, has also been targeted by anti-woke activists who take issue with, with a couple of Nike spokespeople, such again as Colin Kaepernick, who protested racial injustice by kneeling during the national anthem at the NFL game. Anti-woke activists were horrified to learn that Dylan Mulvaney, a TikTok influencer who detailed her, her gender transition in videos, um, was and who was blamed for tarnishing Bud Light sales after Bud Light put her in their commercial, had been hired to promote Nike's sports bras and leggings on Instagram. If the haters want to take down Nike for seeking the endorsement of a trans woman like Dylan Mulvaney, they'll have to try harder than they did in 2018 when the Colin Kaepernick, um, Colin Kaepernick collaboration had them burning their Nike shoes and ruining their Nike socks by cutting off the swoosh logo. 
The Kaepernick campaign actually delivered a spike in sales, and Nike has continued to top expectations for revenue growth with 2022 fourth quarter net income reaching $1.44 billion. I should point out that Nike has actually been targeted by both anti-woke activists as well as woke activists because liberals or woke activists take issue with Nike for allegations about you know, them being the largest athletic apparel and footwear brand in the world, they have relied heavily on forced labor in their supply chain. But Nike last year reaffirmed a commitment to a fundamental respect for human rights, noting that they are focused on providing safe working conditions and advancing environmental responsibility. Businesses in countries all the way from South Africa to the United Kingdom face criticisms for their LGBTQ pride marketing campaigns and are being slammed, you got it, as being woke which is an American term that was co-opted in America and now has been exported abroad as right-wing activists target businesses worldwide. Woke has become a global right-wing political buzzword. For example, in South Africa, the fashion retailer Woolworths recently tweeted in support of International Pride Month in June, voicing a commitment to better serve their LGBTQIA people and customers and citing initiatives like creating pride merchandise and adapting its dress policy for employees to accommodate for gender identity, religious and cultural needs. And so um, another company, the New Zealand retailer the, called The Warehouse faced a similar backlash for selling items from Disney's pride collection, which included a rainbow colored silhouette of Mickey Mouse and rainbow pens and pencils. None allude to sex or gender identity, they were just colorful, but uh, the New Zealand um, companies also bud light it. That's a phenomenon when people online try to boycott your your um your brand based on you being woke. So this is it the the um post that Walgreens put out. And again, I can show you that after um it's a little clip. And then the response actually uses go woke, go broke. So and I think that's on your handout as well. The last slide I want to talk about before I go to the videos I alluded to earlier is um while racism and discrimination are no laughing matter, sometimes you just got to laugh to keep from crying, y'all. I'm telling you. So uh, <laughs> uh, I thought about Nicole Hannah-Jones, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who was criticized for giving a woke speech. I'm telling you, woke in front of everything. Just try it. Just put woke in front of a woke cactus, woke rug. Whatever you look at, just put woke in front of it. It drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> but um, so she was criticized for giving a woke speech on Martin Luther King Day. But it was actually, she had used Martin Luther King's own words. Nicole says she replaced words like Negro with Black in the speech so that listeners would not be tipped off to what she had done. She cited um, MLK's quotes about white backlash, about redistribution of wealth and military spending. And she goes on to talk about this is why her 1619 project exists, because if we do nothing, they will co-opt our history and use it against us. And I would like to add that just like they have done with the word woke. And um, there's actually this really fun short quiz, How Woke Are You? Um, and the parody video from um, SNL that I'm going to show you in a moment. But um, I just want to say thank you. I found this hoodie. It's on Amazon. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute. Dear ancestors, thank you. Cecilia Black and Woke. So um, before I take questions, I do want to just show those videos in case that prompts more questions. So let's start with Lead Belly. So this is the um, 1938 song. 
And I'm just going to play a minute. You really wanted the Scottsboro boy to do anyway, to get in all this trouble. Well, they was down there and they both been riding in a, on a freight train. And they riding in the boxcar and they run up on some white women. They was had on pants and they was riding too. All the schools have been beaten away up to coming this way. And so down in Alabama, I guess the train stopped in the yard down there somewhere. Well, and some of them found all the boys and girls in the same boxcar. Some was different cars. And so I guess that some of the people down there, they just said, well, you see them boys now with them white women. That was the trouble about it. Then they went out and made some like, some loud cry about the boys being that with the women, you see. That is all it was to it. They just saw the women. They didn't see nothing else wrong. But anyhow, they put the boys in jail and then that six long years, well, the state, all the whole United States got together. They got out poor when they come to New York. And the lawyer what got him out, I know him pretty good. I've met him. And uh, he showed me the Scottsboro boys. I shake hands with him. So I made this little song about down there. So I, I advise everybody to be a little careful when they go along through that. But stay woke. Keep the eyes open. So he says, stay woke. Keep your eyes open. And a correction. I said, I think in my presentation, Scottsboro, Arkansas, Scottsboro, Alabama. Um, and this is the post that Michael Harriet posted about Martin Luther King's uh, remaining awake. The subject from which to preach this morning, remaining awake through a great revolution. I'm sure that most of you have read that arresting little story from the pen of Washington Irving entitled Rip Van Winkle. The one thing that we usually remember about the story is that Rip Van Winkle slept 20 years. But that is another point in that little story that is almost always completely overlooked. When Rip Van Winkle went up in the mountain, the sign had a picture of King George III of England. When he came down 20 years later, the sign had a picture of George Washington while he was peacefully snoring up in the mountain, a revolution was taking place that at points would change the course of history. And Rip knew nothing about it. He was asleep. Yes, he slept through a revolution. And this is that uh, that Woolworths ad that I told you about. And this was the, you know, go woke, go broke response to that. And then this is the... My jeans tell me I'm a man. My jeans tell me I'm a woman. They tell me I'm relaxed. That I'm skinny. A child. Yo, you don't know me, jeans. I'm not a style. I'm not a size. That's not me. I am not a child. I'm me. I'm unique. I'm woke. Woke, woke. I'm woke. So why aren't my jeans? Now they are. Introducing Levi Wilkes, sizeless, style-neutral, gender non-conforming denim for a generation that defies labels. Levi's heard that if you're not woke, it's bad. So we made these. Finding someone by their style, that's offensive. That's why Levi Wilkes have no style. What's my size? Why don't you try asking me about my accomplishments? I size me. They fit everybody. Because they fit nobody. So what colors do they come in? 
I'm triggered. This color. Can you label this color? That is the colored brown. They not brown, but they not not brown. It's a handful of colors, none of which are dominant. Just like our country. Oh, wait. Well, that's called pockets. Pockets sold separately. Yo, who says I have hands? You getting this yet? The jeans are woke. Do they come in men's and women's? Nah. Do they come in person? What do you think? That's why woke's got uniflower. 180 degrees of gender non-conforming. My jeans let me decide how I go to the bathroom. And yours? What don't you get? They woke. Whoa. Get woke. We're woke. Yo, hold up. Are my wokes made in some factory by Indonesian kids? Nah, they're made right here in the USA by white kids. Levi <laughs> Wokes. Levi Wokes. Available exclusively at Ross. <laughs> and so um, the last thing I want to do is let's play a game. How woke are you? And this capsulize this um encapsulizes how what they think woke means. So your apartment building's landlord sends out an email that the elevator will be out of service for some time and people will have to take the stairs. What is your reaction? So you have the option people with mobility issues won't be able to reach their units, or you can select I don't want to take I don't want to take the stairs. Or you can select, cool, I need the exercise anyway. Make plans to move out. None of these. And what do I care? I live on the ground floor. So because I'm woke, I'm going to say people with mobility issues won't be able to reach the stairs. The next question is, a police officer is apprehending someone. So you pull out your phone and begin to record a video of it. One officer asks you to stop filming. What do you do? Do you keep filming? Do you stop filming? Do you pretend to stop filming, but really keep on filming? None of these. I'm going to keep filming because I'm woke. So I'm going to go next question. And then what is more important to you? The life of someone who comes from the same country as you or the life of someone who comes from a different country? And so you can say they are both equally important, or you can say life of someone who comes from another country is more important. Or you can say life with someone from the same country is important or none of these. I'm going to say both are equally important. And then I'm going to go next question. Is it okay to hate people who are not inclusive of others? Or does that still add to the level of negativity in the world? So you have the option. It's not okay to hate them or unsure. Or this is complicated. One with no firm right or wrong answer. It's okay to hate them. I'm going to say it's not okay to hate. Hate is bad. We learned that in kindergarten. Who is this guy? <laughs> and the options are unsure, Colin Kaepernick, John Elway, Ice-T. I should say Ice-T just for fun, but we all know it's Colin because we woke. So um, getting to the end, Who? when is it okay to wear blackface? Casual Fridays at work, never, any day, or none. I'm going to say never, never. If you didn't know the answer to that, the answer is never. Um, what does the term white privilege mean to you? And it says white people have it easy. None of the above. That people who are not minorities in a culture have various advantages in that society. Or white people are all racist. I'm going to say 
people who are not minorities in a culture have various advantages in their society. And almost to the end, what is your attitude towards immigration? Whatever Trump says, a country should be cautious with who it lets it who it lets enter in, into its borders. Or no one is illegal. Borders are arbitrary colonial creations. So that sounds like a woke answer. I'm going to select the colonial answer. When should people go to jail for nonviolent crimes? Never, always for drug offenses after three convention convictions. I'm going to say never. Stay woke. I want to be wokey woke woke. Okay. Does a person have a right to practice a religion if his faith is oppressive to women, homosexuals, or transgender people? Yes. Unsure, no, I'm not sure this has been worked out in woke culture. Uh, I want to select that, but um, let's see. Is it a person right to practice? Does a person have the right to, okay, let's say woke culture hasn't spoken on that. <laughs> I'm going to hedge my bets. What is my, a microaggression? A subtle and unintended comment or action that has a negative impact on a group of people. These little cars we played with as kids. Uh, unsure, anger directed towards small things. I'm going to say a subtle, unintended comment or action that has a negative impact on a group of people. And almost there. I think we got two more. Should transgender women be allowed in women-only clubs, locations, and activities? Nope. Unsure. It depends on the situation. Yes. And how long has a transgender man been a man for? His whole life, since he transitioned, he's not a man, since he started dressing like a man. We'll just say his whole life. And then when organizing an event, who should be able to attend? That goes back to my dance analogy. Um, able-bodied people only, those with the financial means to do so, everyone, none of these. Let's do everyone and 100%. Oh, this must be the last one. What is your first reaction when encountering a cisgender, heterosexual, white male. Spray him <laughs> with lemon juice so he doesn't come near you again. Is he dangerous? Greet him as you would greet any other human being. None of these. Okay, so the option is spray him with lemon juice so he doesn't come near. Okay, we'll say greet him as you would greet any human. <laughs> and I got the confetti. I don't want to sign up for your email. Give me my results. Yay, I am totally woke. Woo! Let us put that quiz in the chat so our members can take it and find out if they're woke. Uh, it's the it should be in their um in, in their, their handout their handout, but that's the link in the chat. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now I don't see one question, so you must have done a really great job of explaining what woke means. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good let's, give them, let's give them a few seconds oh. here in case okay. they have any. <laughs> oh, here we go. Love the dance analogy. Love this. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. So I am going to thank you. Um, we really had a good time. I appreciate this. I know we work totally over Zoom. But you did a great job. I am so happy with the presentation and I hope that everyone else is. This was really important to learn about what woke means and what woke does not mean. And I hope that it helps bring our bar association closer together. So 
Thank you so much, Felicia. Thank I will you. be in touch with you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. This podcast showcases the achievements and contributions of baby boomer lawyers who are members of the San Mateo County Bar Association. Today, my special guest was Felicia A. Smith. Our contact information is listed in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Thank you.